Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so before I get started in here today, first off, I want to be upfront and say this is the first live recorded podcast I've done in give or take a month or so. Somebody can fact check me because honestly, I should have fact checked prior to recording, and I didn't. But you know, <laughs> professionalism, what's that? I. Man, I don't fucking know. (laughs) But anyway, hello everyone. It's a beautiful Thursday night. We're recording this live on 413 with my wonderful Twitch audience. We've got Jello and Reimu on deck. Probably some new people in here as well from the looks of things. Um, But I do want to start off with this. So it is a running joke in the community that, you know... My <laughs> my Anchor by Spotify ad, it no longer exists. So the one that we always make jokes of, you know, millennials are always starting podcasts thanks to Anchor by Spotify. Yeah, no, that doesn't exist. If you go on to Spotify and you listen to any episode of Plumescast, it... Also, Marcus is here. Hello, Marcus. But if you go listen to Plumescast on any episode on Spotify... The ad is gone because it turns out Anchor by Spotify is gone. And hey, yo, <laughs> your boy, your boy is out some ad revenue now. <laughs> but no, I've been wanting to do this one live for a minute. This is kind of a continuation of uh, last podcast because at the end of last podcast, we kind of went through a whole. What happened to Anchor? Okay, Anchor basically became a new app within Spotify, so now it's like Spotify for podcasters. So the Anchor app doesn't actually exist anymore. It actually redirects you to this new site. still functions about the same, but... Hey, Seth, is it true that all Gen X make podcasts these days? Not as much. Not as much. Gen Z, yes. Millennials, of course. But Gen X? eh, That one's a a little more debatable. But, uh... No, so... As we kind of went on from the last podcast, we at the end of it, I was doing a lot of self-reflection from a year ago when I was kind of, I wouldn't say depressed, but I was definitely tired and getting ready to move. Stress. Stress is probably the best era to put that as. And as I've continued to like do some reflection, do some reading into things, I realized something. In the past couple of weeks, really more in the past couple of months... Partly thanks to the amazing Foxwife that I have, and partly thanks to you guys, my community, allowing me to be more expressive in everything that I get to do, I realize that I myself have a lot of healing left to do, and I myself have an inner child that, honestly, I need some time to restore. You know, not, and I'm not saying all this to, like, begin podcasts with saying, Oh, I'm so, I'm so broken, I'm so this, I'm so that. But it's not, you know, that's not the air I want to have when talking about this. In fact, the reason why I wanted to do this live was because I wanted to be upfront. I want to be transparent. When dealing with trauma, with dealing with past experiences, it needs to be, you know... You need to be vulnerable. You need to be okay with being vulnerable. And you need to be able to say, I was hurt. And being able to grow and build off of that is what makes us stronger. And I hope 
that by me presenting myself in such a way, giving, you know, an open avenue for chat to come up and say, you know, anything they want to say, like Ramu says, Seth, the heck is an inner child. My lawyer says you need to clarify before law enforcement starts asking questions. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> okay, you know, I could actually, I could lead into that off the rip. So, your inner child is kind of a metaphor for your mental health to some degree. You know, we talk about it as, you know, the kid inside you that never got to live because of experience A or experience B. And when in reality, it's more talking about your right side of brain, your creativity, your, you know, the whole side of you that does like creativity, imagination, um, and it's a little, it's kind of weird to explain, and I'm trying to break it down in a way that makes sense, but think of it like this, it's the side of you that helps, you know, express yourself, it's the side of you that lets you be, you know, not work mode 24-7, is my inner child the reason why my ribs hurt? Maybe? <laughs> But the whole thing about inner childs, or inner children rather, I should say, is at the end of the day, we need to understand that certain behavior patterns stem from being an abused child of sorts. Being, you know, not exactly in tune with who your inner child is and understanding the traumas that you've, pa or you've gone through as a kid. You know, it's weird. It's entirely weird. And you know, I'm, I'm be up front. I love talking about this shit. I love being able to present this stuff to you. My lawyer informs me you're going to jail, Jello. Oh, no. But I love being able to talk this stuff with y'all because it allows me to share more of what I'm learning with you. But it also, I hope, my shitty explanations at times encourages you to go and do more research on your own because as we talk about this stuff I want you to be like mm, maybe this does sound kind of like me you know because at the end of the day when talking about mental health mental health is still a concept that we as a society have failed to grasp at any level and the things that I say versus the things that a scientific paper that will say versus a thing that somebody that's actually living through with mental health issues you know or different mental health issues all three of those are completely different sayings, or different explanations, and it just kind of goes to show how little we really know about, you know, trauma, growing up as a abused child, what kind of things that could impact, you know, there's the running joke that if you follow astrology and everything like that, that your star sign basically dictates who you are, in a way... That's kind of how we should look at inner children. Because if you talk about, you know, your inner child, your or past, your traumas, just, like, really how disconnected you are from yourself, you can piece that back to how, you know, star signs work. For example, I'm a Scorpio. By nature, they say that I'm supposed to be aggressive, violent, you know, deep and brooding and locked up like a motherfucker. In the same breath, you can say somebody who's gone through mental, you know, or childhood traumas, 
who grew up with abusive parents who grew up for example the par- or the youngest child being the perfectionist you know when they get out into the real world they have you know self-worth issues because at the end of the day they're used to people being like oh my god you're so special you're so this if they do one thing that did not or does not meet the expectations or the you know standards set by somebody it just fucking blows you up also megu hello long time no see but it blows them up and they collapse and they don't know what to do because they were always the special child you know well they were always the smartest they were always gifted they were always something exceptional and when they don't hit that except like that except expectation of exceptionalism they don't know how to heal from that they they never experienced it they don't understand that okay it's okay to fail it's okay to fuck up that's how a lot of people learn and that's how you'll learn as well and you know to bring it all back around to the stuff I was saying last week, how I wanted to incorporate Pokemon, like, the TCG journey that I've been on. Like, Ayo, I can't tell you how overjoyed I am when I can pick up a fucking pack of Pokemon cards. Like, sitting here and learning, you know, decks for Yu-Gi-Oh! And getting into different hobbies that, as a kid, I would you know, never really get the opportunity to experience, it gives me a sense of joy, it gives me a sense of self, it makes me feel empowered, and a little more in control in my life. So, it's okay to fuck up, Asian parents. Ah, Jesus. No, like, I'm gonna share with y'all, you know, a number of things that, really, I went through. Apparently, Gemini are playful and intellectually curious. Astrology is a liar. Raymond, I disagree. You are definitely very intellectually curious. The amount of stuff you can ramble off, like trivia and being good at Jeopardy, I I think that kind of points towards it. But no. You know, I think we have to understand that at the end of the day, inner child healing, being able to be, connect more with yourself, allows you to access the pain that you've gone through and... Do it in a way that's protect or productive and gentle. You know, it's not as immediately traumatizing as going to therapy and reliving stuff. You know, it's not as apparently Leos are very rough in the bed. Astrologists, Jesus fuck, <laughs> Jesus. But it's better than you know going to these therapists and reliving these traumas in front of them it's better than you know going through work and experiencing all the different hardships that workmen bring because you're able to do it in a way that you yourself understand because at the end of the day the things that i will tell you that i've learned just from fucking playing pokemon playing the fucking card game that i never had an opportunity to play as a kid like what I do to heal and what I do to, you know, recover and everything else is going to be different from, you know, anybody else. Because the thing is, is what my inner child has to say is going to be different from what your inner child has to say. And that's okay. Like, I want to preface all of this with understanding that everybody... <sighs> Jesus, fuck. Jesus is a Capricorn, Seth. Jesus. Oh my god. But 
No. I want to preface all this with saying, it's okay. Whatever you've gone through, whatever, you know, challenges you faced in life, the things you have to do to connect better with your inner child, to face those traumas that you've gone through, that's valid. Please, don't, you know... As much as I would love to say, listen to everything I say, I'm, I'm the expert here, I'm the suave podcaster who does the funny things and makes you laugh, ha ha, <laughs> you know? As much as I would love to say that, what I go through and what I do to heal is completely different from what you need to do and the things you need to talk to yourself about. So... You know, let's talk, let's just, you know, now that we've kind of talked about it a little bit, let's kind of go back and talk more about what your inner child really is, alright? And then I'll introduce you to mine to some degree. So, just to, we tried to explain it a little bit earlier, but to give it more of a condensed summary, your inner child is basically a part of your subconscious that's been picking up messages like, different sayings before you were able to fully understand what was going on. You know, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. It holds those emotions that you should have been feeling, those memories and the beliefs in the past, as well as your hopes for the future. And that's why, you know, when you get these people that feel like they've lost their sense of self, they've, you know, gone through so many different hardships in life, whatever that may be, whether that was self-inflicted or not, that they lose sight of their dreams, they lose sight of who they are, they lose sight of what they want to do, they feel lost, they feel directionless. And, you know, I can fully say there was a time I was like that. I can fully say that there, I mean, fuck. I felt that way not that long ago, but it wasn't because I was, you know, I don't want to say it was because I was not in control or not communicating with my inner child, as it were, but it made me realize that I had some bad trauma with my parents because one of the things I immediately said when I was thinking about it and when I was talking to Juju about it was I feel lost because I don't have a strong father figure in front of me to tell me what I need to do, to guide me, to give me the advice, you know, so on and so forth. <laughs> Ramu says, my inner child, what do you mean video game jobs suck donkey balls? My outer adult, it's true, they are some of the worst jobs out there. My inner child, oh Jesus Christ, that's too much pressure. My outer adult, you tell him, little buddy. <laughs> Oh, shit. Like, oh, God, you got me on a different tangent now, and it's just like, I'm get myself regrounded real fast, or real fast, Jesus. When you can acknowledge the things that are wrong, the things that make you feel disconnected from the world, the things that make you dis feel disconnected from yourself, and be able to say plainly, like, Ayo, you know, I felt lost because I don't have an adult figurehead to talk to about, you know, setting up a wedding, for example, proposing, you know, what about living life? What am I, like, I thought at this point in my life, I'll be upfront. I thought by this point in my life, I would be married, 
I would be, you know, expecting a child to some degree or out traveling. I thought I would have a house. I thought a lot of different things like 10 years ago. I thought a lot of different things five years ago. And now that I'm here, you know, to some degree, it's just like I was sold on this life that I thought I was going to have. And now that I don't have it, I felt lost. I felt confused. I was like, w- where is it? You know, it's kind of like when you go to college and they're like, hey, oh, you know, you're going to be able to go get a job the second you get out of here because this is a highly sought out or sought out after field. Where's the job? A lot of people are coming out of college like, hey, oh, where the fuck's the job? And then they're straddled with student debt that they can't afford because, A.O., you know, schools are like fucking 20K a semester. Well, certain ones are. But that that in itself is a whole other conversation topic. But all that to say... Excuse me. All that to say, there is a whole world of things that I felt like I didn't know. And all of a sudden, I felt lost. The drive that I had was gone. The will to do content creation was slowly, like, fading away in front of me. And even though, like, a lot of things were getting better, I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Why would people listen to me? Why would I want to do this? Ramu says, no physical thing is a magical pill to the fear of missing out. You always fear a new thing you're missing out on. That's true. That is very true. And FOMO is absolutely another, you know, thing that really, I almost want to relate it to mental health issues. Because at the end of the day, fear of missing out is only fear of missing out if you put that weight to it. And you can't reevaluate where you are and where you're wanting to go in life. So, you know, we may talk about all this, like, loss and shit. And I've told you all about my parents a number of times. But I want to reiterate some of the things that, you know, I felt really lost about. Again, I said the wedding stuff. I said, you know, love, romance, being an adult. Like, there's no fucking guide anywhere, at least that I'm aware of, of how to be a proper adult. You know, what kind of things should I be doing? What, like, what about my career? Where do I go from here? You know, how did you do X, Y, and Z? So all these questions just went through my head. And I just shut down for a little bit. And I was just gone for like a day or two. Where I was just like, I don't know. I don't know and that scares me. And then I realized something. I realized actually a lot of things. But one of the big things I realized was growing up. I had to be in control of anything I could be. Let me explain. Come here. So, (laughs) I just stole that from that TikToker. (laughs) But, let me explain. Alright? I grew up very quickly. I grew up in an environment that basically said, if you don't do everything 120% correct, you will lose everything. I mean that both literally and figuratively, where if I didn't make enough money in a fight, I wouldn't be able to keep the house because I wouldn't be able to slide enough money in my parents' wallets so that way they can keep doing what they were doing. It's fucking shit that, you know, a fucking teenager 
would go out and have to do pretty questionable things just to keep enough money on the table to keep a table. You become 18. Biden files Air For- or Biden flies Air Force One to your house. Sniffs a l- your head a little bit, but then gives you an adult. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, man, I shouldn't read these things when I'm getting into my tangents. But, genuinely speaking, you know, it was very much a do-or-die situation where every day when I came home, I didn't know if I'd have a house to come home to because I didn't know if my mom was actually paying the shit that she needed to and she wouldn't give me any access to it. You know, it was very much a question of, am I going to be okay? Am I going to survive the night was a question that came up a number of times because when my parents drank, they sometimes got very violent. There, It's not an ex, like an exaggeration to say that the only reason I got into fighting to the level I did is because I was protecting myself. Because I needed to from my parents. As scary as that is. You know, and it, it, it's a dual-edged sword in that point. Because not only was I protecting myself from my parents, I was protecting my parents from themselves. And it, I'd sacrificed so much of myself in that short time period... To basically be a hero without any of the rewards, you know, like, yes, I had, you know, a roof over my head and from the outside looking in, it seemed like we were pretty decently well off. And maybe that's the impression that my mom and maybe my dad wanted to have on the world. But when you walked beyond the door and you saw everything that was like shit was broken There were scratches in the wall. All in all, it wasn't a happy family. And I did everything I could to try and make it a happy family. I realized that I needed to be in control as much as I could because I grew up and I had to be the adult when I was a child. And I grew up not knowing if things were going to be okay. And the second I could have any sort of control on my situation... I took it. But then I realized... When I don't have that control... When I don't feel like I can be okay in situations... Like, if I don't feel 100% confident on things... I back out so quickly. You know, or it takes so long for me to hype myself up... To the point of being okay to say... Alright, I'm gonna put myself out there. Like, you know what the biggest thing about being a content creator is... The biggest thing about being a content creator is being able to go out just to Twitter, to Tumblr, to Facebook, to, you know, what have you, and put things out there to the for the world to see. I suck at that. I'm terrified of that at times because I had to be a perfectionist, and if I don't have that control, it's just like I don't know how people are going to react. I freeze because, again... Huh, how do you hype yourself up exactly? A lot of it is, you know, being able to talk to myself and be like, it's going to be okay. It's worth it. It's worth it to, you know, put yourself out there. It's worth trying to do these experiences because at the end of the day, we don't know how much time we have. If I don't take this shot now, when will I get another chance to? I think about the Vegas trip. And I told you all straight out, 
yes, you know, I'm not going on it. I kind of canceled it because no one else in the company was going. And realistically, it was both a combination of I've never flown on a plane and I've never been that far away from home that I kind of freaked out, you know. I wanted to be there with somebody because at the end of the day, I know, one, I'm very easy to manipulate. I'm very much a kind, caring, giving person. And I know very, I know myself well enough that if somebody came up to me on the street and said, hey, I need some cash, I need some help, or will you come help me with something? I, my dumb ass is going to be like, sure, man, let's go. I got jumper cables in the car, <laughs> you know? Like, it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend and her boss the other day about, or one of her coworkers rather, about some woman coming up to the store and like trying to get some help with her car. And, you know, apparently the younger coworker was like, oh yeah, no, absolutely, I'll, I'll be more than happy to help. Well, the older coworker was like, oh, we should not have said that, we're going to get drugged, we're going to get carried away, so on and so forth. Look, you know, I inherently believe in the good of people, I don't want to think that if I go out somewhere, somebody's going to take advantage of me. But I understand that that is a fault of mine. I'm overly caring. And I've never done, like, almost half the... Like, over half, like, 75% of the things I would have to do. I'm like, look, it's too much for me to do it alone. That's why I canceled it. Also, you know, the Fox wife couldn't come with me. And I was just like... I'm not leaving you here alone. I don't like that. But that's what kind of sparked this whole, you know, self, like, questioning. Like, why was I not okay with that? And then all of a sudden, I figured out that, Ayo, because I don't have control of this situation, don't tell Jello your weaknesses. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll be up front. You know, I will be the first to admit my weaknesses. I, it's... A lot of it is, if I don't know how things will end up, if I don't have some form of certainty that things will be okay, I hesitate. And it takes a lot of gassing up to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I am ready to take a shot with this. And if it, like, that's the thing, you know, the blog, for example, that was something completely new to me. And I'm already kind of wishy-washy on it because it isn't taking off the way that I wanted it to. Because I thought, oh, you know, this will work. This will be perfect. So, you know, let's go back, though, a little bit to the whole control aspect of things and realize, you know, it made me, like, start, like, stop and think, like, why? Why do I need to be in control so much? You know, why do I need to fix everybody's problems? Blog. I don't, I don't think that's going to be set up for a minute. Uh, I've talked about it enough on the podcast as is, but Raymo, if you're curious... It's phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com. If you go on my link tree on Twitter, you can find it from there too. Uh, it's in my bio. But anyway, no, like, I want to be the problem solver. I want to be, you know, the person that everybody relies on. And when I feel like things aren't going that way, when I feel like I'm not doing enough, I push myself so hard because, again, if I wasn't in control of a situation, that could mean life or death. That's not an exaggeration. It's a very terrifying reality to the point of PTSD to some degree. And then I also realize 
that because I was the youngest child, I'd strive for such perfectionism, or perfect, being a perfectionist, rather. And it, with those two things, I can burn myself out so incredibly quickly if things aren't going right. You know, and I'll double down on it all the time, you know, because not as much now, I'm proud to say, but at the same time, it's just like, I fully will put the gas down all the way down to the metal and press it even further because that's what I was raised to do, even if it was subconsciously. You know, the part of me that should have been, like, in pain, the part of me that should be, you know, fearful, the part of me that, like, everything that I should have been as a kid is coming out as an adult because of the things I've, you know, gone through as a kid. And that's why being able to connect to your inner child, like, I used to have this metaphor, I used to have this metaphor back when I was talking to, like, guidance counselors in school that honestly should have been a lot more red flag than what it was, and nobody ever took it as such. But I used to say as a kid that when I talk about myself and I talk about my life in general, I feel like I'm not myself. I used to describe myself back in middle school as a puppet. Because I was always smiling. I was always, you know, trying to make people happy. I was jumping through every hoop that somebody would put in front of me. But the real me, the soul part of me, was deep underneath my basement. Like, I didn't even have a basement at the time, which was weird. But, <laughs> like, I always said that the real part of me is underground in a basement, chained to the wall, and my house is burning. And I've cried, and I've cried, and I've cried for help. And nobody came. And I'm just... The fi- the flames just keep encroaching closer and closer. I don't know what to do. And I'm scared. That should have been like a fucking massive red flag to any, you know, licensed professional. But you know! <laughs> but I can say this. As an adult. As somebody that's getting back in, you know, touch with that inner self... Being able to do silly, whimsical things, like doing the podcast, doing stream, doing, you know, everything and anything, it gets me in touch with, one, my sociable side. That's why I started streaming in general, was because I wanted to make people happy. I wanted to be able to experience, or I wanted to be able to give people the joy of, you know, having friendships that aren't... Jesus Christ. Raymu says, yeah, my inner child's probably well done from that house fire at this point. Honestly, you know, even though we can laugh about that now, being able to laugh about it to some degree is acknowledging the pain in a healthy way. It may not be the best way by any means, but you acknowledge it. Now it's time for you to start, you know, listening to the charred remains. <laughs> And listening to what they say and giving them little bits of water every now and again. You know, it's it's weird. And it's crazy that at the end of the day, the things we went through as kids could impact us to the level that it has. And you know, as I was saying, I started streaming initially 
to be a beacon, a be a smile for people without smiles. And what it ended up becoming, the more that I did it and the more that I experimented, the more I just said, fuck it, to, you know, numbers and anything else, it gave me an out to be creative. It gave me a way to build my personality. It gave me a way to, you know, ultimately reinvent myself using the side of me that I felt was lost. And now, as I continue to grow up, and as I continue to, like, learn oh, hey, you know, it's not entirely a me thing that I feel the need to be in control of everything, for example. And mind you, that's just the rub of it, you know? And I'm not trying to be like, oh, my life's so hard, blah, 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 blah. No, it's nothing like that. I tell you all all this because I want you to be able to figure out what your issues are, where they stem And how you can deal with them. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to influence you in a way that says, like, oh, well, Seth, you know, went through a similar life experience. This is how he's coping. Maybe this is what I should do. Because, again, at the end of the day, our inner children, the, the lives that we've experienced are different. Yes, there's similarities. And God fucking damn it, we're in this shit together, whether we like it or not. But at the end of the day... What you have to do to heal yourself may be vastly different. The important part, though, is being able to listen and understand that some of the things that you're going through, some of the pains that you feel, the disconnects from the world, the disconnects from yourself, aren't necessarily a product of current times. And that if you haven't given yourself the chance to heal yet, here's your wake-up call. Here's your chance to be like, hey, alright, you know what? I haven't been the kindest to myself. I'll be up front with y'all. You know, I love... I love playing fucking Pokemon. I love playing the TCG. You know why? Because as a kid, I wasn't allowed to have Pokemon cards. I was told that I needed to study. I was told that wasting money on Pokemon cards was stupid. I was told multiple times that the things that I enjoyed to help get some of the stress out from everything going on were pointless. That I was wasting my time, wasting my youth. And you know, fuck that. I can easily say that now as an adult. Fuck them. Fuck that. You know... I I used to be very musically inclined. You will never believe that now, because I can't play keyboard worth shit. But there was a time that I used to play keyboard. I, I was self-taught. I was learning Toho songs, because it gave me an out. It gave me something that was so unique, something so personal, something that was so, you know... It was something that no one else had in that house or around me. And you know what happened? My mom took the keyboard and sold it. The good old, I'm an adult, buy all the ice cream and cookies in the store because I can You know, yes and no. I'm not saying, you know, go out and buy all the cookies and ice cream in the world because you can. That's not, actually, that's not what I'm saying at all. 
it's being able to be creative, being able to indulge yourself in something silly, you know, being, being, just being silly in general, being, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird to hear, you know, another adult be like, oh, you're acting childish. Fuck you. You know, what's being an adult at the end of the day? You know, you have to be able to be honest with yourself and be able to, you know, embrace your inner child because at the end of the day, it creates a new self-awareness, a new, you know, reality where you can be who you want to be. We easily see that our inner child is still alive and still showing up in our adult life because at the end of the day, sometimes you think mass buying desserts in the store isn't silly. I think that's plenty silly. <laughs> but no, like, for example, acting like, a, like acting like an actual child, having outburst, you know, throwing a temper tantrum in a meeting that doesn't, you know, doesn't really necessarily need it. You're just like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? It's just proof at that point that, you know, you kind of got fucked up and you're not giving yourself the chance to heal. Like, if I can just give a couple of examples of knowing that your inner child is fucked. You know, I say fucked. It's not. It's recoverable. But, look. You avoid conflict. You have fear of abandonment. And look, I'll even... I'll, I'll do you a favor. I'll give you a count. Now, mind you, all my Spotify listeners and everybody else won't be able to see this. But I'm giving hand count. I'll count it. You know what? Fuck it. I'll count it. Fear of abandonment or being let go. One. Avoiding conflict at every chance possible. Two. Feeling guilty for standing up for yourself. That used to be me as a kid because I felt like my life was pointless. But difficulty setting boundaries because you'd never had a safe home, a safe environment to call your own. So whatever you needed to do to get any type of safety, you would do it. That used to be me. And people-pleasing behavior. That's number three. (laughs) Mind you, it's nowhere near as bad as, you know, as bad as it used to be. But it just... It's something that's still there. And, you know, being able to heal from it just it's hard and I don't want to like make it sound as like oh yeah no this is something you can heal super easily it's not it never will be but being able to take small steps like look I want you to ask yourself like what kind of hobbies did you want to pursue as a kid that you never did I wanted to cook I got to do that with y'all I got to share that with y'all as I taught myself how to cook because I never had the luxuries of buying some of the ingredients that I got and buying the cookware that I have. I wanted to play the Pokemon trading card game. I wanted to do art. And now I have a tablet that I, you know, practice with. I wanted to, at the end of the day, be a beacon 
for wellness, for being a beacon for kindness, to remind people that at the end of the day, we're all human and we can all be friends. It's weird. Like, as a kid, that's what I used to say. Nowadays, it's like, oh, let's be peaceful, you know? Leave me the fuck alone, I'll leave you the fuck alone. (laughs) But, you know, I wanted to be okay. That's what I wanted to be as a kid. And as an adult, I don't know what okay is because I was so badly fucked over by alcoholic parents, by money issues, by bullies, by, you know, just a whole bunch of shit. You know, getting involved with quite literally illegal activities that probably could have put me, if not six feet under, behind cell. Or behind a jail cell. Or within a jail cell. And look, I talk about it, you know, not fondly. Street racing was the big... Street racing was the biggest thing that I really got into. And I did it because... I, fast money, and it was a stupid way to blow off steam. And it was safer than fighting people. And it was a little more legal. <laughs> but, you know, I tell y'all all this... Because I want you to be able to sit with yourself and be able to ask yourself, you know, maybe am I, is some of the things I'm going through a product of some of the things I grew up with? And look, you know, it's scary. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's scary to admit that you're hurting. It's scary to, you know, say that you're not okay. But... That's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode live with y'all, because it's important to be vulnerable. And I want to give you a little bit of courage from me doing this live, like, hey y'all, y'all get y'all get like my true honest thoughts at times. And I want y'all to be able to ask questions and be like make this interactive for you. But if I can come out and do it live to uh, to the internet, like genuinely, who knows if maybe one day down the line this shit blows up and then all of a sudden, like, oh man, Phantasma Plumes is a little bitch because he got beaten by his mom and dad when he was a kid. Who knows, man? There are people out there that would give a full-on, you know, like a full-on, there's shit online, right? Of uh, one of Mr. Beast's friends. This was something that was trending on Twitter earlier. Of them coming out as trans and how that's going to damage Mr. Beast's brand. And just like, who the fuck would take somebody trying to live their life as a crutch for somebody else? But that's how people are. You know? People will take whatever weaknesses they can get from you, if it's drama, if it's or drama-inducing, if it's, you know, anything they can use to profit off of you, and toss it out there and be like, oh, look at them! I do this with that understanding that this may, you know, go out beyond... My little community. This may blow up. Hell, I might end up being the next face of wellness. Who fucking knows? But that's okay. Because at this point in my healing process, I am able to say with a confidence that I would be okay with somebody else hearing this. I'll tell them to their face. Be like, yeah, I had a fucked up childhood. 
I had a fucked up adulthood. Both my parents are fucking dead. I had to go bury my mom, who committed suicide, just like a year ago. I want to say Twitter doesn't even surprise me anymore, but it's getting harder and harder to even do that, not gonna lie. No, that's the thing, is there's such a message of hate going around. And I want to, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm such a, I'm so powerful, I'm so confident. No, I'm not. I can fully admit that I'm wounded. But I can also admit that I'm healing. Eh, Chris coming out as trans is going to hurt Mr. Beast? Mr. Beast doesn't get hurt. He bribes her a thousand or a million dollars to fuck off. Honestly, I will say this. If there was one figure person who can come back from, like, transphobes and transphobia and actually do something about it, it's fucking Mr. Beast. They are pissing off the wrong guy on that. Because I guarantee you, Jimmy can come through and be like, you know what? I'm changing this. And actually change it. And people will still call him the fucking Antichrist. Blows my mind. But that is a whole conversation for another time. Look, I come up in front of you to say, yes, I am hurt. I am wounded. I have scars from my past that still haunt me, and I'm pretty sure there's some ghosts behind me to some degree, too. But that's okay, because at the same time, I acknowledge that I'm human, I'm growing, I'm learning, and I want you to be able to do that for yourself. Because I believe in you. I believe you can do that. I believe that if you give yourself the time to listen to your inner self, journal Hell, talk to your inner self. Journal as if you were talking to your inner self. You know, bring back some of the joys of childhood that you never got to have. Like, I will say this. I hope for as long as I live, I never lose sense of this inner child that I have now. Because at the end of the day, I get fucking excited just seeing a goddamn squirrel. A squirrel. Something you can see just about fucking anywhere. And I get, I'm like, ooh, squirrel. Like a fucking golden retriever in that regard. I get excited to ride a train. I get excited to ride the fucking subway. I get excited for going on long car rides. I get excited for, you know, going to new places. Within reason, you know. And I get excited for just the littlest things seeing you know flowers bloom seeing the leaves change seeing you know the sun come up and the sunset being able to go outside and breathe and be like holy shit i'm okay that's hard that's incredible like so so crushingly hard to be able to do and that's why i want to try and give you that encouragement to reach into yourself and figure out hey maybe Maybe, just maybe, you know, there is something off. Squirrels are pretty fun. They're like little flag creatures. They really are. <laughs> but, you know, a lot... And, like, that's that's the thing. You know, growing up, I wasn't able to play with Pokemon cards. Now, I got fucking dip- disposable income to some degree. Here's six car- or six packs of cards that I haven't opened yet. And I almost went and bought more. No, I, prom- I promised the fox wife. I'm like, look, I'm going to stop myself now. I'm going to put these cards that I have because I got, like, three different, like, decently sized packs or decently sized stacks of cards that need to go into the binder. I'm like, I'm going to organize these before I buy another set of cards. 
also the next set's been announced and pre-orders are open. I'm just like, maybe I hold on to my cash for a little bit. Ooh, they're coming for my money. <laughs> but you know, I draw. I have a tablet. I have a drawing tablet and I have a Samsung tablet because I wanted to be serious about it and I wanted to draw and have fun. I, you know, I go to the arcade every now and again. Mr. Beast pays Seth $10,000 to do a backflip into a pool of slime. I would fucking do it. Ayo, as a kid, I used to be able to do front flips from jumps. Because I was just that good shape. I don't think I could do that now, but I could probably still do a backflip. Especially if I got off a fucking diving board. But, you know, be... It's okay. Like, if you see something childish, or quote-unquote childish, that you want to go do, go fucking do it. Have fun. Like, I went to a mini-golf course the other day with the Foxwife. It's called Putt Nation, alright? You know, here's a free promo for them. It was overpriced as hell, but they let us play both sets of course, like both sets of courses. The hole itself, like the little build for the holes, were so fucking tiny. You know, you could go from one wall here to one wall over here, and that's about the size of the like a single course. And you only got you paid like thirty bucks for two people to play nine holes. They let us play all eighteen because it was so dead in there, and it's a new place that they're trying to build up. But the wildest part of it was as stupid as it was and as flimsy and like really overhyped like each hole had its own gimmick and honestly it probably was not worth the money for what it was but it was fun it was fun it's okay seth i got you i'll go buy a ball pit rainbow go buy a ball pit absolutely go fucking have fun you know that's the whole thing i'm trying to get to is Go have fun. If you see something stupid that's going to be a little impulse purchase and you can do it within your means, fuck yeah. Go get yourself a little kiddie pool. Splash around in that bitch. If you see a bath bomb, get you a bath bomb. Have fun. Oh, they cost $60. Fuck the inner child. Oh, no. Oh, uh. I would understand if you want to cancel your sub for a couple of months so you could pay for that. By all means, please do that. I am the bath bomb! There you go! Like, straight out. Do things that make you happy. Go to the arcade with your friends. Go, you know, do mini golf. Even if it's stupid. Even there's, like, a bunch of kids. Bring a buddy. Make a fucking day out of it and have fun. Connect to your inner child, yo. You see a kitty? Exactly! No, I'm not, like, again, I'm not even joking about that at this point. Just bring back some of the joys you had as a kid. If you want to eat Lucky Charms, get you some... Ayo, I'll say this. I am so fucking close to buying a thing of King Cuisine. The only thing that's stopping me, the only thing that's stopping me from buying some fucking King Cuisine is I'm worried it's going to taste like ass. And I'm just, because they've changed the recipe so fucking much. And it's just like, I don't, I don't want ass. No ass for me, thanks. But that's what I'm saying. You know? Go get, like, if you had a hobby that you had to neglect as a kid, or as a teen, or as an adult even, go out and do it. If there was something, no ass? <laughs> like, if there was something you wanted to do, 
that was with was outside of your means as a child, but it is in your means now. Like for me, playing Pokemon. <clears throat> I don't want ass. No ass for me, thanks. God, I swear you get so many quotes from my podcast streams. But go. Have fun. Fuck around. Get some buddies. I guarantee you if your friends are really your friends, they will absolutely show up for some laser tag. You know? Shit. That's what I'm telling you, though. Be able to leave the door open to your inner self. That inner child. That wonder. That has the, like, the shimmer in your eye. Figure out what made that inner child happy. What gave them an out back when you were going through it? And then bring that into your current adult life. If it's gaming, dude, go fucking play a video game. I can't tell you how often I played Kirby Air Ride as a kid, and that's still my comfort game. You know, if you want to go and get a new book, you want to read a book on something you weren't allowed to read as a kid, fucking go. I always wanted to dive into the Jupiter spot when I was a small creature. Elon Musk, I promise I won't call you dipshit no more if you make that happen. Thanks. Oh, Lord. But no. All that to say, when you are able to connect to your inner child, you find that sense of creativity. You find that spark. You find that joy that a lot of us are missing because of the pandemic, because of work bullshit. Like, look... You can't go five minutes online without seeing somebody being like, Ayo, you know, the world is shit and here's why. And you know what? Yeah. At the end of the day, sometimes the world really is shit. The fact that, for example, a fucking missile got launched from North Korea yesterday, Ayo, that's some shit. That was terrifying because Ayo, if that hit Japan, that's World War Three starting right there. Because we're allies. But... That's scary. You know, you go online and you see all this, like, mass shootings. You see hate. You just If you're trans, God fucking bless you right now. Because every, there's so many people that want you dead. And you can't tell who is a real ally or not. Which, by the way, hi. We're allies here. My community is always going to be welcoming to anybody the world is really shit, and paradoxically, there are more happy people than unhappy people. It makes no sense, but it's life. It is. But, at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. Do, like, so long if it's, you know, not anything goddamn crazy. Please, please don't say anything like, Oh, I love punching grannies on the side of the street. That makes me happy. Like, hey, yo, go play GTA. Get that out of your system. And then talk to a therapist about that. Trans rights and non-binary rights, because you gotta specify these these days. I got demoted to an ally now? What do you mean, Jello? <laughs> but no, genuinely speaking, like, the world is a terrible place at times. It's scary, and honestly... A lot of us don't know what the fuck we're doing. Anyone who says that they do is probably lying. Or, you know, has done a lot more thought on it than really matters. And you can ask them, like, um, you know, let's let's talk about some of that. But, all that to say, go buy yourself some candy. 
go get yourself some ice cream. Go get a new game. Go do what makes your heart sing. What would the inner you do? What can you do? And, like, that's the same... Now, all that to say, you can't spend your entire life chasing this childhood innocence. You know what? You're right. <laughs> but... I'm buying Guilty Gear right now. There you go, Jello. Seriously. Buy yourself something nice. Give yourself something fun. Have fun. We work too fucking hard to ignore that inner self that has been neglected because of how shitty the world is right now. And it doesn't matter what side... The inner me would be doing Mr. B stuff. Oh, ah. Remu, then, but alas, IR middle class. Remu, no, seriously. If Mr. B stuff is the dream, how can you get there? What kind of steps can you take? And being realistic, you know, chances are we won't be the next Mr. Beast or anything like that. But what can you do in your local community to get that same effect? You know, what kind of thing would make you happy? You know, it doesn't always have to be at the macro level. Small things. Like, Pokemon cards for me. It's just, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Today was fucking hard. I'm gonna get myself a soda. I'm gonna get myself some Pokemon cards. I'm gonna open the cards and be like, yeah. What kind of steps can you take? Good question. And here's my challenge to everybody listening listening in on this. Whether you're listening to it live or wah! <laughs> I'm glad that's not being recorded, but thank you for the sub, Remu. But, all that to say, when you look inside yourself, what things are you able to change right here and now? What things can you change? And what things would make you happy in the current moment? Is it listening to more of my sweet, sultry voice? Hey, I got a full fucking podcast for that shit. 39, you can listen to the Plumes cast for over a day with all the content I got on that bitch. But, you know, like, if it's playing games, go play some games. If you haven't figured it out yet, experiment a little. You here, like, you inside here know what you need to do. Open yourself up to listening to it. And if you can't hear that voice yet, then figure out why. To some degree, whether that's sitting in real and asking yourself, you know, why why was I suddenly angry about that? Or why do I feel the need to be in control of everything? Or anything else? And again, all this to say, and anytime we talk about mental health things, if you need an ally, you got us in the community. You got me. You have family and friends. You have... You know, therapist. Therapy. If you can't afford therapy, I know it's going to sound weird, but Character.ai has a therapist AI. It's a little unconventional, but it's a great start, and it might give you the insight you need to figure out something about yourself that you wouldn't have known. And I'm speaking from that from experience. Because I never realized that I was so disconnected from my inner child until I went and talked to the fucking character AI therapist and I was like, I feel like I'm not doing well at work. That's what started the whole thing. And it became a 
you know, were you the people or were you a uh, last child? Were you the people pleaser? Did you always have to succeed? Else your parents would be extremely disappointed in you. Or, more realistically, did you get hurt? Yeah, I got hurt a lot. I'm a smart guy. I am also very emotionally intelligent. Because I understood from a young age what I can do to make an impact on people. But I also realize that with that emotional maturity... I gave up a lot of myself, and I am not Seth mature. At least, not not previously. I'm getting better about it. Every single day is a step closer to it. And that, my friends, is my goal for you. That's my call to action for you. That I want you to sit and think about where you came from, where you're going. What makes, are you, like, what makes you... What makes you happy? What makes you sad? What kind of problems are you facing? If you're able to be honest with yourself and say straight up, Hey, I I got angry today for no apparent reason. And that kind of happens often. Alright, let's talk about that. Or, you know, maybe more realistically, I feel a need to fix everything. Or, I don't have the will. I don't have, I can't find my joy. Maybe it was inside you all along, and you're just ignoring yourself. Oh wow, they have waifu and husbando therapists, oh god. (laughs) But, maybe it's there within yourself. And you just haven't given yourself the kindness to say, Okay, I'm hurt, I can't feel that joy that I need, that I want to feel right now. But I'll get there. Because that, my friends, is how I'm going to end it. You may not be who you want to be right now. Hell, I'm not who I want to be right now. But I'm proud that I was able to spend this past hour with you. And talk to you and be honest with you. And again, if you need any help with any of this, feel free to reach out. I have an email just for y'all. Oh wow, this one therapist is an AI-generated piece of artwork about the Steinsgate lady. Hmm. Mind you, not all of them are therapists, Ramu. There's one that's specifically, like, therapist. If you want, I can link it to you. But, uh, no. I think that's where I'm going to end it today, though. And seriously, thank you all for sitting with me and being a part of this. It wasn't, you know, an easy podcast to go through. And I will admit, I probably repeated myself more than I should have. But that's kind of the nature of the beast when I do these live is I get one single take to go over every single thing I want to talk about with y'all. And I hope that by doing this live, by by showing that it's possible to be vulnerable to the world, even though the world may never see it, that you yourself can be vulnerable to yourself. There's a bunch of great apps out there for journaling, for self-love, that I recommend, you know, you looking into based on your needs. And, you know, I fully think that everybody should be able to sit down with themselves at least five minutes a week and be like, hey, how am I doing? Be honest with yourself. And if you're not there yet, you'll get there. But unfortunately, I do have to end things off here because it's starting to get late. So 
I have to do the outro. But guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. you got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon-to-be YouTube if I can get the art done. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email, again, is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, you can find more topics such as technology and manga Mondays over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com or at phantasmaplumes on Tumblr. Your boys in a lot of places. <laughs> but thank you all again so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody, I want to hear what kind of things you're going to go out and buy your inner child because, damn it, curious but until next time everybody bye bye